Thanks for checking out the Bridge Podcast. It's not a mistake you found us. We pray God speaks to you today. Check us out Sundays at 10.30 a.m. For more information, go to sfbridge.org. time to just pray and uh, and get away for a couple of days on a little pastoral retreat and kind of talk and think through vision and what's next for our church. And and I remember sitting here, it was one of the evenings, and I think it was Wednesday night, and I turn on the weather station, that's about the extent of the news that I'll even watch nowadays, and, and I hear the, you know, the meteorologist get on, and he's sitting here, and he's announcing to the entire world, especially those in Lake Charles, Louisiana, and he says, I want you to know, this is his words, that this uh, storm that is coming, and he used a word that is death-defined, like it's death-gripping, and he said it's unsurvivable. Yeah, it's why. Yeah. Now, if you know, so so the next morning, I'm like turning on the weather channel because I'm like, okay, if it's unsurvivable, come on, you and I are pretty stubborn. We live in St. Francis. Come on, and and so you and I, how many would like want to weather out the storm? Let's be real. We're, we're weathering the storm, right? So far, we have church, and we will continue to. That's a little preacher there material. Um, I turn it on because I want to see like what's happening and you know I'm figuring I'm going to turn on and see all these meteorologists that are perpendicular to trees hiding on for dear life and, and I turn it on and they're recanting. They're recanting. They're saying, well, it wasn't as bad as we thought. Okay. <laughs> if you're banking, banking your truth on media, good luck. Okay? Because it's not. I don't care what side of the fence you're on. Okay? We need to go back to a simple biblical truth that Jesus is for you. He's for me. He loves you. He loves me. And everything else just really doesn't matter. Okay? So, I want to use to you this word this morning, unsurvivable. I'm not even in my message yet, by the way. This wasn't even planned. Unsurvivable is what we are without Christ from today through eternity. And so today, I don't have the number up, I usually do, but in my message today, um, I want to talk about love as the cornerstone of unity for us as a church and individually. What that means is in a culture today that is disunified and disjointed and needs an answer. And church, do you realize we're the only organization on church that has the answer? Do you realize you're the only one that has the answer? You, yeah, well, well I mean, yeah, you, you, we do, we, we hold that answer, okay? If you don't know that, now you know. We hold that answer. But today, if you've never said yes to a relationship with Jesus, here's what I want to ask you to do right now before I even dive into this message, is text yes to our church number at 763-753-2134. You can find it on the website. We don't need your name unless you'd like us to walk alongside you and help and be a friend. But all you have to do is text yes to this number behind me. Thank you, guys. And just say yes, because without Jesus, it is unsurvivable. Everything else we do at church, talking about love, talking about unity, talking about the world today that we live in, is second and doesn't even compare to the central focal point of that of what Christ has for you and your life. Don't look at him as a get out of hell free card. Look at him as you get life to the fullest card. He wants you to have life. He wants you to have life to the fullest. And he gave his life for you. We didn't take it. He gave it. And so if you have not trusted him or you need to go, man, I need to get back on track. Today is the day. For those of you that are listening online, make sure that you don't give up meeting with us because we miss you and we love you. So... That's my salvation call for the day. Now I want to talk about apples. 
It's okay to laugh. You can laugh in church. I'm done crying, so now let's laugh. All right, anybody know what kind of apple this is? Shout it out. Granny Smith. Who said Granny Smith? You are right. Who said green? You were right too. So I can't. I can't go against that. All right. So here, this is this is a Granny Smith. Now, now for you, maybe you love these. Uh, what are Granny Smith apples known for? You like bite into it and you break a tooth, right? They're hard. They're bitter. They're you know. How, how many love the Granny Smith apples? Like that's that's okay. You, so I have a sweet tooth. You guys are all sour weirdos. All right. Here's what it says in Second Timothy chapter three verses one through five. It says this. This Paul writes to uh, his church plant, his pastor Timothy. He writes this to him and he says, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. Can I hear an amen? Amen. (laughs) Thanks, Pastor Chris. I'm so encouraged today. I'm glad. All right. People will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. Now we know we've never seen anything like this in our world yet, but let's just keep reading just for fun because the Bible's not really relevant, is it? Without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power have nothing to do with these people. Oh, that wasn't even a commentator on Fox or CNN. That was Paul in the Bible. How many think Paul's hearing from God? Nobody. Paul's hearing from God, church! He's hearing from God. He writes this down. Now, let's look at the context. How long ago was this written? A couple thousand years ago, right? So he writes this to Paul. Paul writes this to Timothy 2,000 years ago. And he goes, Timothy, you right now in your time, okay, first century AD, you're living in the last days. So Timothy has this expectation that, I don't know what exactly was happening during his time, but he had an expectation that things in his world were going astray. They were going awry. And he's going, i got to find something and to hold on to. I have to figure out what I'm doing in this time because people during that time were becoming lovers of themselves, lovers of money, both of all these things. Now, now just out of a round of applause, how many think the majority of these things we see in our culture today? Just by a round of applause. How many, okay. Now, 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 how many, you don't have no round of applause here because I don't want you to feel con- condemned, let the Holy Spirit work on you, but how many, don't applause, could applaud if you look at this and you go... Yeah, that, that was me once. That, I, yeah, I, I've been there. I, I've walked through that. And it's easy for us to look at the others and go, man, they, they've been in that, but all of us have been there. We've all made mistakes. We've all sinned. We've all fell short of what God's expectation and His glory is. And shares that in Romans chapter 3. So let me ask you a couple questions here. And, and you, I want you, be loud this morning, okay? I, I need you to be loud, okay? Selfishly, I need you to be loud today. Would you say, and you can start no or yes to this, would you say that people are in unity and agreement on how to reopen schools? Would you say that our government, both local and nationally, is unified? Would you say the Republican and Democratic parties are thinking in unity? Would you, going a little deeper, would you say that there is a mutual love for each party by each party? You don't work here anymore. Uh, Would you say that our world is in a state of division or a state of love and unity? So probably the most important question then for us this morning when we look at Christ as the cornerstone of our faith is this. 
If we went and we asked the world that we live in, if we asked those that are our neighbors, if we asked those that have been watching us, because people watch you as a Christian even when you don't know, even know that they're looking at you. If we asked those people and we said, do you say that the church, and I'm not talking the bridge, just church, big C, is a place of love and unity? You don't have to answer right now, but what would their answer be? Because we have what they need. We have what the world needs. You need to believe that and live that confidently. All right, this one's a little harder. How many know what this one is? Start, start loud. Red delicious? No. Honey crisp? No. No. We're close. It's two words. Pink lady. Who said pink lady? Nice job. Nice job. You got it. This is one of my favorite. Who likes pink lady apples? They are good, man. They're like five bucks a pound, though. Crazy. I'm totally not even a part of my message, just friend to friend right now. If you know where to find vine-ripened or tree-ripened peaches, let me know after service. All right, moving on. Um, so there's this Peanuts cartoon. How many remember the, the Peanuts cartoon? You know, Snoopy and Charlie Brown and Lucy. So there's this one where Lucy goes up to Linus. And how many remember Linus? A little blunt, you know. And he goes up to Linus. She goes up to Linus. And, and she says, change the TV channel. And she threatens him with her fist. Holds up her fist. And, and Linus says, what makes you think you can walk in here and take over? And she looks down. And she goes these five fingers and and she goes individually they're nothing but when I do this and I curl them together they form a single unit and a weapon that is terrible to behold and Linus is looking at Lucy and, and he kind of turns away and, he, and he's looking at his fingers he's like why can't you guys just get your act together like that <laughs> I, I think that's hilarious I love that you know Within the Old Testament, the book of Ecclesiastes, Ecclesiastes chapter 3, talks a lot about different times and different seasons that we go through. There is a time to fight, and maybe that will be our time someday. But there is a time to demonstrate love and unity as a Christian body to the world and to those around us and whom we live with and around. Right now, I believe it's not a time to fight and put our fingers together, but it's a time to love. And, and uh, believe it or not, in 10 years that I've passed the bridge, you know I've not ever shared one message on just love. <laughs> this is the first one. I know that's kind of weird. Um, but I believe right now is a time that we need to love like we never have. And, and for me as a guy, when you start talking about we are the bride of Christ and love, as a guy, I have to dig in deep because sometimes those, like, they seem really frilly words at first. And I have to realize that I'm a bride of Christ, not like a bride of Christ. You know, like I'm a bride of Christ, all right? See, love is the cornerstone of unity. Can't have unity without love. It doesn't work. John chapter 17, verse 22 Jesus writes this, said, Did not our Lord pray that they may be one, even as we are one? And he's talking about Him, Father, Holy Spirit, them together. They're one. He's really talking the Father, the Son, and the Father together are one. And He's going, look at the church, look at the disciples. My prayer is that the early church would be filled with love and unity so that when the world looks at you, what we say individually is the same thing we say corporately, all together, so that people can know the testimony by the way that we demonstrate and live out our lives. By what we say and the actions that we do. And so why is it vital? Why is it vital? Well, you know, 
Pastor Bob has been up here playing guitar, and Pastor Bob, for those of you that know, has been a huge part of my life, and, and I love to play acoustic guitar. He loves to play guitar. Um, but one of the things, if he got up here, and he didn't do one thing that he did before you all got here this morning, his guitar would have sounded like crap. Okay? And what is that that he has to do to his guitar? He's got to tune it. What happens when a guitar gets out of tune? You ever heard that? Like mine's got out of tune leading worship sometimes. And, and you hear it and you're like, oh, oh, just, just that one little note that's just off. And so what happens if, if like I went up to his guitar, I won't do this because I love him too much. But if I just took all of these right now and I just twisted them all and he got up here later and he's, he's playing the tunes to end our service. How's it going to sound? Not you know, it's gonna be all disjointed, all not together, and so now now each of those strings on this instrument play a different part. You know, you have an A string, you have an E string, you have a B string, you have all these different strings that come together to create a united sound when you strum them and you make a chord. That is the unity and the love that God wants us to display into this world. And that starts with our neighbors, that starts with our family, that starts with those around us. We've got to be on the same page. You know, why is it vital to be united? So we're saying the same thing. You know, so there's no discord, if you will, if you think of that guitar. And so what I want to give you just in the remainder of, of our time here this morning is this. And I have four, four ways to keep love united. Now you might say, well, are those the only four in the Bible? No, you could probably find 150, but just in the remainder of time, I want to give you four that I believe God has for us today. So everybody say number one. Love like you've never been hurt. Can I hear a good amen? amen. Love like you've never... We've all been hurt. We've all been offended. You know, Derek and I, I've had to go to Derek and Bethany and my wife and say, man, forgive me. I've, I've had some attitude issues lately. You know, maybe I hurt them. And, you know, we, we walk in this forgiveness. We walk in this unity. We walk in this love together. But we need to love like we've never been hurt before. Now, there are some of the weirdest things that I do on stage or I do as a pastor that offend people. And they're funny. <laughs> like, like, if your salvation depends on something that you tell me sometimes, from now on, I'm just going to laugh at you and walk away. Because here's what. Here's one. So when we were a portable church, when we set up and tore down, I hate to tell you this, but in about nine weeks, we're going to be back in winter. And when we would set up and tear down in winter, I would have dress shoes. I never wore tennis shoes on stage ever, you know, because you go to hell if you wear tennis shoes on stage. And so I was wearing um, my, that's a joke if you don't know me, all right? And I'm wearing shoes, dress shoes, nice dress shoes. And, and I'd walk in and my feet would be soaking wet. And I don't know about you, but I'm OCD in the winter with wet feet. I hate wet feet in the winter. I, I can't stand them. And, and so you, you, you get cold and I'm just, oh, I just, I'm like, I'd rather just go barefoot. Well, I go into this store and they have this pair of Nikes. And I love Nikes. And I don't know what your favorite shoe is, but I love Nikes. And so I go in and, and it's this little store and, and it was this like ankle, like up here pair. And if you remember my first pair that I ever wore, they were bright orange, like super bright orange. And I, I, I had fun like wearing all these funky different colors. They're hard to find now. And, and I walk in and they had one shoe and I, I said, do you have an, the other Nike that goes with this Nike? And, and they're like, here, we'll, we'll give it to you. And so I got both Nikes. I go back together. I'm trying them like they work. And I go and Sunday morning I'm getting together and I put on my Nikes and I'm, I'm wearing them and I'm looking down. I'm like, these are awesome. And, and I was so afraid of what people would think. And I walk in and I had somebody after church like, I, I don't know, Pastor, if we can continue to go here because of your shoes. Really? Because I'm wearing orange Nikes? Like, come on, man. Who cares? But here's the deal. We need to start realizing that for love and unity, we have got to not major in minors. 
We've got to major on the major, and that's Christ. Don't insist that everybody's going to agree on you on every single minor detail. If you do, if that's what you desire, number one, you'll never find it, and number two, you're creating a cult, okay? Like, you, you can't have it, you know? Uh, some topics, they're disputable. But Paul tells us in Romans, the whole book of Romans chapter 14, he says, hey, listen, there's all these foods that some of you are comfortable eating, some of you aren't. And he says, don't let those preferences get between you and other believers. Don't, so if I want to wear Nikes, I can wear Nikes. And so he tells believers to maintain an attitude, basically of acceptance. Now, we're not accepting sinful behavior, but the preferences. You know, some of us, we, we want to say, well, you got to wear these kind of clothes to church, or those kind of, you know, these, or food, or even convictions. All that varies. So I don't know about you, but aren't you glad that we are not all alike? Amen. Aren't we glad? See, God loves variety. Some of you, you like, you like Reebok, okay? I love Nikes. Now let me say something. For those of you in the last five minutes that have been cringing because I have said Nike and not Nike, okay, listen, some of you right now, some of you right now in this room and who are listening to me online, you are ready to die for a brand that doesn't really even care about you. If we get that bent out of shape about a marketing of a shoe, what happens to us when it really matters? Next apple. We'd be preaching up in here today. Come on, you guys know this one. Red Delicious. Worst apple there is. How many think that is just the most disgusting, soft, you put that in a pie and you feed that to somebody, it better be your enemy. All right. Number two, focus on a common mission. I'm going to give you really big, like, ah, highlight neon sign right now, but what ours is. Give me a second, I'll be right back. Say it with me. Okay, that's point number two. Point number three. That was easy, wasn't it? Here's the deal. We're being life-giving right now, even during this time, alright? If you go, you just have to go in the main office. Just look back there, ask an usher for the code, because we don't give it out, because we don't want people to steal stuff. But just go back there, okay? It's fine. And look in the main office, and just look. The whole room, we've had some people give, and we are giving, you ready for this? In excess of over $1,000 worth of school supplies to our elementary schools. Come on, somebody. That's awesome. That's a win. When the school principal reaches out to us and says, man, can you help? We do every time. And we, we're not going to stop because we want to be the answer, not the government. Can I hear good amen? Come on, somebody. <laughs> Number three, control your tongue. How, how many of you ever put your foot in your mouth? If you're married, you don't have to answer that. <laughs> we all have, and usually we feel pretty bad about it. Usually we do. Not because it tastes like athlete's foot, but because we said something stupid, alright? I thought that was funny. When you no longer care if you control your tongue. If you, if you like say something, you put your foot in your mouth and you're like, I just don't care. You're no longer living out of a cornerstone of love. You see, if you have an I don't care attitude, I guess my prayer needs to be that you have a I don't share attitude as well. Because when we stop caring, I hope to God, for the sake of the testimony of Christ, we stop sharing. So let's have an attitude of controlling the tongue, even when it's hard. Ephesians chapter 4.29, Paul says this, Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. But only do this on Sunday morning. No, it doesn't say that in there. 
Only when you're at church, you know. I, I love it when people who are new to church, they come in here, I can't go to church because I feel like, you know, I'm going to go to hell or I'm going to burst into flames when I walk through the door. And I'm like, God's not just here, bro. <laughs> like, he everywhere, you know, if you feel that way. Last one, number four. I need you and we need each other. Okay? You know, I, how many in the last couple months have started watching a new, like, series on Netflix or Hulu or Amazon? We all have. Come on, okay? Like, if you haven't, I don't know what world you live in. So I found one that I really like. I just started a couple weeks ago. It's called Alone on the History Channel. You ever watch that? It's insane, man. It's these people, they get together and they go out in the wilderness with only ten items and the last one standing was a half million dollars. And they have to videotape themselves. It's, it's no frills. It's awesome. And me as a wilderness survivalist, Boundary Waters kind of guy, I love watching it. it. If you haven't seen it, great. But the most, the biggest thing these people tap out and they go back home is because they miss people. They want to be with people. They are starving to death. They can't find food in the area. And they tap out, not because of the starvation, but because they said, I need that physical connection. They miss their kids, or they miss their family, or they miss the people that surrounded them. I tell you what, man, I have missed you. Some of you I haven't seen for a while today, and, and I, you know who you are, and I've missed you. Some of you I don't know and I haven't met yet and want to say welcome. Those online, we miss you. want you to be here. Fourth apple here. All right, any guesses? This one I've never heard of before. <laughs> no, I've heard of those. This is called a Koru? K-O-R-U? Anybody ever had that before? I, are they good? Are they okay? Okay. It, it was huge. I'll try it too. I, yeah, I have a, one of my kids in my family loves apple. Here's, here's what it says, apples. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25. Do not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. you see any interest, anything interesting about this verse that just sticks out to you? Why, days capitalized, isn't it? Why is that? That's not a typo. Days capitalized here because it's talking about the day of judgment. It's talking about the last day. It said, until the return of Christ... Let's not give up meeting together, even if we go through COVID, even if we go through some really tough racial parts of our life, even no matter what we go through, let's not give up being the church. I want to invite my good friend Bob up right now as I kind of bring this into a, into a close. You see, COVID has isolated humans like never before. I've talked to some other pastors that have been in ministry for 48 years plus, And I've said, help me, the younger guy. How have you walked through this? How do you do this? How do you lead a church? How do you figure out vision? How do you figure out what looks next? And he goes, I've never walked through anything like this. And so I'll tell you what, if the guitar was gone, if Bob's voice was gone, if my voice was gone, if the cheats were gone, if if all of it was, was just Jesus, Paul's saying, don't give up meeting. We need to come together just for him. I'm not going to chase after you because I'm inviting you to chase after him and do it with me. I want him, nothing else. That's all I want. I just want Jesus. So here's what I want to ask you today in commitment. I need you to commit to a couple of things. So here's what I want to ask you to do because this is not just another message. I'm asking for an action step today. So grab your phone, grab a pen, grab a pen. Grab, I want you to write these down. So grab some, go ahead, grab something right now. Um, if you don't have something, maybe we can put this on the, the website later, Bethany. Number one, and I don't have these on the screen for you, I'm sorry. Commit to help. 
ask around here. We need help with a lot. Pastor Derek and I are trying to do online church, and we're trying to figure out networking and computer programming, and we're trying to figure... Neither one of us went to school for broadcasting. So if you're going, man, I've got this gift. We need your help. We want to have kids ministry. Kids ministry will be back in full-fledged two weeks from today, correct? So two weeks from today, because I'll tell you what, one of the things that I miss the most is I miss coming in. I, I love all your guys' older faces. No, but you're going to agree with me right now. This is a life-giving church that needs to be crawling with kids and youth because we want to continue to grow younger as a church. I'm not going to be here forever. I'm not going to be preaching when I'm 80, probably not, okay? So we need to make sure that we pass a mantle respectfully, carefully, and in a united way to this younger generation. So we're going to do everything we can because I want this place crawling with kids again. We're going to sanitize. We're going to do the best we can to keep things clean. But we're going to walk it out in faith, not in fear. Number two, don't stop coming when it's convenient. Okay? Some of us, and this is this is not any, because if I wasn't a pastor, I don't know what I would have done. Okay? So this is not condemnation from me. But don't stop giving up meeting together. It's really convenient. You can do church butt naked at home with a glazed donut if you want right now. <laughs> I thought that was funny too. Thank you. Okay? You can! Nobody has to dress up from church. Just know that if you have a camera, by the way, it's always looking back at you. I'm just saying. But, okay, here's the deal. I'm not. Facebook is. They're stalking you all the time. And, and here's the deal. It's really easy to get into that rut. But we need each other. And so I'm asking you, don't stop coming when it's just convenient. You have health issues. You're not ready to come back. That's fine. There's no, there's no condemnation. But some of us, we need that extra, come on, continue to give. Do you know that during this time we haven't preached one message on giving because we haven't had to because the faithfulness of our congregation is incredible and I'm so grateful. And so we haven't done that. We've just tr entrusted that you're going to continue to allow us to live out this mission together as a church body. So huge thank you. Continue to give. Four, commit to our church while we get through this. I'm going to tell you right now. You want to have a better online experience, better preaching? No offense, Bob. I would say me, because I'm leading worship right now. Bob's been filling in for me for the month of August. You can find it. There's always somebody doing something better than you. You can find that. And here's what I'm asking. You can go look. I don't care. Okay? But I'm asking you not to sleep around. If you didn't get there, what I mean by that is I'm asking you to stay committed to your church. Okay? I need you. We need each other. You see, I have these dreams. I have these dreams. I miss seeing this place live. Today, we've had, I think we have more people here today together than we have in a long time. And what I want to say is thank you. Because I love, there's, I'm sorry, online worship? Blech. Okay? When we're, come on, who agrees? Come on, be real, people. You know, I've talked to you and you're all like, uh, I don't watch the worship online. I know, I don't either. Why? Because we need to do it corporately because that's what we're called to do. We do life together. Okay? You and your iPad is not a relationship. We gotta love the world we're in. Here's my last apple for you. Somebody already said this. It's a Fuji apple. Okay. How many like those? That's how many like th that's the one that you grab because it's cheap and it's okay, but it's not really the one you ever want. Right? Okay. Those are gala apples. Titus chapter three, verse nine through eleven. <sighs> Avoid foolish disputes. Before I read any more of that verse, can we just say Amen together? 
pretentious, for they are unprofitable and useless. Reject the device of men, knowing that such a person is warped and sinning. Are you kidding me? So if you're going, well, I just want to prove my point. I want to get my point across. The Bible just says, stop wasting your time and your energy. What if we just look at love as the cornerstone of unity and we display that instead? That sounds like a really biblical good idea. That's something I'm going to do. Will you do it with me? How many want to do it with me? Okay. Half of you? How how about the rest of you? You going to do it with me? I'm going to preach until everybody does. Okay. Who else? Who else doing it with me? Come on, we'll see your hand. All right. Okay, good. That's more. All right. Okay. That's That's called direct, you know, in your face preaching there. How many out of here, Granny Smith's your favorite apple? Anybody? My wife, you're weird. How, how many Red Delicious? Come on, Levi, raise your hand. I know it's yours. Justice, you like those soft, weird apples? Okay, Pink Lady would be my favorite. How many Pink Lady lovers? All right. It's weird to say I love Pink Ladies. Um, Fuji, you know, it's decent. Yeah, like, like Fuji, Gala. You notice anything about these apples? They're all apples. They're all apples. Okay. Are they all different, though, in a little bit? Do they all serve the same purpose? Do they all give you these different vitamins? They do. But they're all different and they serve a purpose. We're called to serve a purpose as a church and together to show that cornerstone of unity is love. Let's do that by committing that we can demonstrate and be Christ. Let's pray together. Lord, I thank you that you love us. I thank you for this congregation. I thank you for, Lord, the honor that they gave me and the honor we gave you. God, unite us together as we live for you all the days of our lives. Lord, we're all different. We all have different views or maybe we vote differently. But God, the world is still looking at the church and we have the answer and the answer is you. And so Jesus, today, would we make you famous? Would we show you through the way we walk out our lives, the way we talk about you, the way that we present things, what we post, what we do, the actions, the way that we pray for our teachers, the way we respond to the school, the way we respond to the politician that we disagree with, the way that we respond to the person we disagree with, when we have an issue with somebody. God, would we handle it the way that you want us to through a love and a unified front as a church? I thank you and I praise your name today in your name Jesus and all of us said together this has been a podcast of the bridge church have a great week stop in Sunday sometime and visit if you would like to give you can do so online at sfbridge.org have a great week